Hello, welcome back to Podcast Versus Player, episode 89. I'm Cal, and as always, I'm joined by a man who was moved by how they handled the winners at the Oscars and how they drew attention to racial injustice, equal pay for women, and immigration reform. Unfortunately, they were each played off with the song, Everything is Awesome, It's Only Bloody Damn. <laughs> right. Hello. You right? Yes, I'm, I'm all right, thank you, very well. Good. That's what we like to hear. What's coming up on the channel? <laughs> <laughs> that was it. Slow yeah. week this week. <laughs> Nothing's happened. Nothing's no. happened. However, stuff has happened and I have some news. Oh, okay. Hit me with some... I'm going to hit you with my big rhythm news. Stick. Stick. Yeah. <laughs> my selfie stick. <laughs> Do it. Um, Sony has filed new patents for a gaming glove that will presumably be used in conjunction with its upcoming PlayStation VR headset. The patents were filed with United States Patent and Trademark Office in 2014, but have only just been publicised this week, which is where NeoGAF picked up on them. It's important to bear in mind the existence of a patent is not confirmation that a product based on it will ever be released. Still, it's exciting to see what Sony might be at least exploring. The patents in question are, Dan, a thumb controller, a glove interface object, and systems and methods prov- providing feedback to a user while interacting with content. So basically, it very hololensy, doesn't it? It sounds hololens, but it sounds like it could work. Uh, well, I'm pretty sure that if you'd seen the Connect patents, you would have said it's, it's a bold idea, but it might work. Well, I think the beauty of this is it's not necessarily. It's going to be used in conjunction with VR, so there's going to be like no PlayStation Move or anything like that. Yeah. The biggest problem I've got with stuff like HoloLens and other VR headsets, and I know HoloLens isn't a VR headset essentially, but no, it's like an AR headset, yeah, really, isn't it? But you still got to use a controller. I, I don't. The thing is, though, I think that's kind of where Connect and the PlayStation Move and the PlayStation Eye and all that kind of stuff is kind of going wrong. Is the fact that people are used to controllers. People need controllers. There's no way unless you can make a holodeck. There's no way of taking the controller out of it without re- uh, reducing the functionality of whatever you're playing. Well, no, but if something like, like this glove, if this glove replicates if it's got like pressure sensitivity, so if you make a fist, you'll make a fist in the game yeah. and stuff like that. That would be amazing. It would, but then there's only so much you can do with that. I, mean, I, I, yeah, I was literally about to say that it's going to limit, you're not going to be able to do like Call of Duty. And stuff no, like no, 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 but it's the, the, the sort of like you know, if you're pushing open a door, you know, the, the sort of the pads resist, like, the hand. So when yeah. you're pushing, but there's an object that's digitally there, um, it sort of pushes back so it feels like you're opening something. Yeah, but, that'd be cool. you know, the, the technology to actually implement something like that in a glove that just is, you know, hand-sized, it, the, the price on it would be astronomical. Well, it's funny you should say that, Dan. I actually haven't included this in the news, but I shall because of this. You say how this glove's probably going to be quite expensive, and it probably is if it's going to be good. Otherwise, it's going to be a Nintendo Power Glove from the fucking nineties. Yeah, yeah. Um, you can pre-order a developer version of Hololens at the moment. Yeah, yeah, I saw that the other day. Yeah. Did you see the price? Um, is it like three grand or something? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. The future of Connect. <laughs> well, it's but this is they. You know, you buy the kits to develop a game for, for three years down the line when it's affordable and available to the general public. So th- there's no reason for anyone to go out who isn't a game designer because what would be the point? There's nothing for it. But what's the, what is 
on a scale of 1 to 10, what's the likelihood of even when it's a consumer unit, floods and floods and floods of people are going to go and buy a HoloLens? No, none. Because yeah, it's going to be more expensive. It's going to be more expensive. Um, right, what's the date today, Dan? 1st of March, 2016. Yeah. Hashtag Um <laughs> HoloLens is going to be vastly more expensive than PlayStation VR. Uh, I'd say it's probably going to be more than the console. Yeah. But the the only the only way that they can sell this and market it correctly is if they say this is what it is, this is what it does. Here's a demo of someone using it. Um, it's going to be expensive. We're not going to lie. However, here's what's going to come out for it exclusively. And then, and here's, then the, here's a list of titles that are actually going to <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and not I mean, get pushed back and delayed. Yeah, yeah. I mean, if they've got tech demos of you know, say if they've got a new Fable that's you know compatible with this Hololens and mm. AR glove or whatever the hell they want to call it, the X glove probably. Um, oh no, that's a different thing altogether. Oh, Play- is that PlayStation's the glove? Oh, is it, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. HoloLens is just for the Xbox. Oh, I thought you said this was for the Xbox. No, no, Sony. Oh, okay. No, um, that's, why, that's why I said I wasn't going to include the the HoloLens in it, but just for price comparison. Right, okay. Um, either way, though, it's still sort of... It, it doesn't really make any difference. You've still got something on your face, and then you've got a hand controller that's obviously not something that takes two hands. It's not something that's got buttons. It'll be pressure. It'll be um, movement, gyroscopic, activated... So, it, the, the amount of technology that would have to go into it in order to make it useful, rather than just the equivalent of you know turning right on the the, the right thumbstick, yeah. you know, 180 degrees to simulate opening a door. You know, if that's all it replaces, don't bother. What's the point? Well, I don't think it will. I mean, I think a lot of it will go down to say if you're walking on the spot, that'll be your forward. And then if you turn, obviously you'll turn. It's true, but the, the fact is, though, that if, you know, exercise and motion and people actually doing things in order to interact with the games they're playing was a thing that people were interested in, you know, all games would come out with Connect compatibility. Yeah, but you can still sit down and just flail your arms about like a fucking yeah, idiot. The, the, the idea of it was to get people up and active and involved. No, and but, stuff, you know, but there are specific things. Just, you know, there's the dance games, there's the fitness games, and Typo, and, you know, Connect Sports, and all that sort of stuff, which is, you know, designed to actively get people up who are looking for that kind of thing, though. It's not as if, well, you can just play it with a controller, or you can do it on your feet if you want to. It's a more immersive experience if you do it with the HoloLens and get on your feet. Yeah. Um, but I, I, I can't see commercially selling this to the general populace and them just going, yep, let's do it. Well, I have... To, my biggest problem with HoloLens, more than not just PlayStation VR, but um, the new like the HTC uh, headset and stuff. My biggest problem with HoloLens is Microsoft said they would never stop supporting Connect, Which they did. And then they did. And then they said, no, we haven't. There's a load of games coming out and then nothing's come out. And then <laughs> now they're moving on to HoloLens. If I if because I can't see it being a lot cheaper than I know I'm not going to say it's going to be three thousand pound when it comes out. No, of course consumers, not. But it's going to be very expensive, and if I'm going to be able to drop whatever amount it is on that, I want fucking support for it. Yeah, yeah. And I don't think it's going to be. I think it's going to be there initially, and I don't. I don't think it's going to do as well as they hoped, and I think. The best thing they can do is wait until VR is properly taken off. I, I think you're right. I think that's a very good point. That's actually something I was going to 
say um, in the fact of, you know, there is absolutely nothing wrong with companies taking a bold new step. So they say, we want to have motion controls. Didn't particularly pan out as they wanted it to. You know, not every household has a Kinect unless they were forced to buy it with a, an Xbox One. Yeah. yeah. Um, but, you know, again, people don't necessarily want to do that. Sometimes they just want to sit alone in the dark and just play Call of Duty or whatever. So in order for them to take a big step on something else like VR, people are really getting behind that. Mm. You know, and because there's, you know, Even multiple... Facebook. Exactly, yeah. So, I mean, because there's so many big companies that are getting behind this, it means that it's going to be more appealing because there's going to be more marketing for it. There'll be more showcasing of it by, you know, sort of YouTube, um, you know, special websites that, you know, uh, deal with gaming and technology and obviously the other applications like, you know, medical applications and stuff for these kind of virtual mm. reality headsets. That's fine. That will take it, like you say, it will take it um, to the, the sort of the next progressive step for it. Don't throw something new in there before it's fully established that this is the next thing. Yeah. Once people have accepted it and said VR's great, make everything for VR, or just make everything VR compatible, it doesn't matter if it's supposed to or not, yeah. as long as I can stick my VR headset on that I've spent 400 quid on and it'll work, brilliant sell me whatever you want to to throw something new again into the mix when people aren't aware of it, I haven't used a VR headset but I really want to Well, so, you know, it, it's going to be tricky and I, you know, I, I like the idea but it's going to be tricky for them to market a £400 headset to me, who's you know someone who actively wants one and thinks that they're a good idea. Mm. You know, you, you can't just go to the general public, you know, sort of the FIFA, you, you know, sort of just casual yeah. gamers, and say, "Here's a VR headset. You can just strap it to your face. Four hundred quid, please." They'll go, "I don't need it." Yeah, <laughs> I don't need to see myself in. Well, not myself. But I don't need to to be that immersed in a FIFA game. Yeah. Um, I mean, I have changed my views on VR I am actively for it and I'm very excited for it however my views have only been changed I had a VR headset for Christmas mm. off my wife um, not a not an Oculus Rift or anything like yeah that. we should point out it's not like a high end one no it was it's not a dev kit <laughs> it was literally a like a jokey present more than yeah it's like a strap for your phone isn't it yeah yeah it's just a, a VR headset for your phone mm. the joke being it doesn't fit my phone because I have a Galaxy Note 4 and it's too big <laughs> <laughs> um, however, my wife has recently um, had a Nexus 5X, and it fits. So I was playing on that at the weekend, and I put some videos on, uh, like the 360 videos on YouTube. I was watching some Walking with Dinosaurs stuff, and it was amazing. Mm. Honestly, I like Zoe was absolutely wet in the pants because she was just watching me because I was just smiling, just walking around <laughs> my house, just bumping into shit. Um, and I found a Disney one. And I, I put it on Logan, which is my son. And he was literally just walking in a circle, grinning his head off, looking like, because it was all this magical. Then took it off him, because I thought that's probably not going to be very good for his eyes. However, <laughs> that alone, that experience alone, was that good. I would be prepared to buy an Oculus Rift. Yeah. Um, granted, not straight away, and I will wait until they ironed all the kinks out. But it It's was, the equivalent of buying a new console, though, isn't it? Yeah, that's, you, the, you've, that's the big thing. Yeah, you, you've experienced it, you like it, you, you're behind it, you're prepared to get it. You buy it for full price as soon as it comes out, nothing for it. Yeah. So once it's established and once people... Because it might die on its arse after six months. They might just go, we've only sold 100,000. That's not what we planned. Scrap it. Yeah. Just go back to good old-fashioned gaming on TVs. 3D gaming kind of came in, kind of died out. 
I was, I really, I was very much behind 3D gaming, and then I, I, I saw some fantastic examples of it. Um, well, when that game, um, oh, what did we play? Child of Eden. Hmm. It was a pretty shit game, but as soon as you put it in 3D, it was yeah. pretty cool. Yeah, I mean, I had, you know, I've got uh, Killzone, I had uh, mm. Gran Turismo, basically anything for the PS3 that I could get my hands on. Yeah. This is years ago of mine, but it was it was just after I got my 3D TV, so I wanted to, you know, experiment with it. I didn't want to buy 3D films. Well, they've got the Avengers in 3D, mm. um, and with, with films, it's something that kind of, it does add depth, well, not physical depth, obviously, that's the point, yeah. but I mean, <laughs> it, it kind of, it does sort of engross you a little bit more, but not enough to spend an extra eight quid. On the on the disc, say no. But you know, when you're playing like Killzone in 3D, if I had a surround sound system as well, it, it would be mind blowing. Like I, I'd specifically sit people down, give a pair of 3D glasses, turn Killzone on or uh, Gran Turismo or whatever, and say, "Look at this, look at it." Well, that's exactly it's brilliant, what I did isn't it? With uh, what was it, Crisis Two? Um, what when you got your new TV? Yeah, 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 yeah. I remember that. And, uh... Just, just, just having the hood like right in front of you. Yeah, it was fucking weird, and I loved it. But yeah. then I've never done it. Since. <laughs> well, that's it. It's, it's, it's only if you get something specifically for that reason, you know, do you use it. But because everything doesn't come out in that format, I mean, unless you've got a TV that um, upscales everything, not upscales, um, converts everything to three yeah. D, which ours does. It, mine does as well. But again, unless there's a need for it, there's no point. I, I did, I did the Formula One. Because it looked cool, <laughs> and then I sat there after like ten minutes. I was like, I don't even like Formula One, so yeah. I turned it off. Um, but but it could just be—it could just be a fad thing, though. You know, it's—it's it's a lot of it. There's, there's a lot of sort of social media about it as well. You know, there's a lot of websites, a lot of YouTube channels that have picked it up and said this is brilliant. It's a totally different experience. Hmm. So immersive, so thematic, and you know, for I, I see the potential in it for sort of horror games, for uh, you know, sort of. Like you say, the sort of the Google map. Imagine if you go on like a, a Google map search to Paris, mm. and it was just three D. I mean, obviously it would be a still frame. Um, but but you could you could navigate like in Street View. Exactly. Yeah. So I mean, the, then it opens up to you know what companies could use their. Uh, you know, you can have office tours, or you can have museum tours and stuff like that. You know, Real go around art galleries. Exactly. I mean, the applications for it, if it works, are pretty much endless. Yeah. So I mean, it's you know, it's it's a whole new evolving experience, right? You know, rather than just first we can capture film and then we can put it digitally. Now it's you know, now it's a three dimension. You can move around in that image. Yeah. And that's you know, it's mind blowing, really. But we'll have to wait and see if it takes off first. Um, yes, and that's we quite have rambled a, on a lot about that. Um, Sony's painted for a glove. Moving on. <laughs> oh yeah, the glove. Right. Yeah. So I mean, I, I can see again. I can see the applications for things like Minecraft. You know, sort yeah. of, or you know, sort of like stuff. God games. You know, where you can sort of terraform and you can build mountains and make oh. rivers and smash people and stuff. A That's great. <laughs> but no, 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 no. <laughs> Every time that they've used a new piece of technology to get Star Wars, you know, oh, here's the connect, connect Star Wars, failed. <laughs> you know, the, the only way that you can do Star that, Wars that wasn't is... necessarily Connect's fault. That was just the fact that it was fucking awful. Well, they had a dance game, and that was the only one that worked, apart from the Rancor attack thing. But that was just basically, you just stamp around for a bit, and then annoy all the neighbours below you. 
The only game I've played on Kinect that I've thoroughly enjoyed was Fruit Ninja. <coughs> and I've got I that had, on my phone. I had Fruit Ninja. That was pretty good. It was good. It was fun, but I could play it on my phone for free. Yeah, it's just an app. <laughs> It's, it's not the sort of all-encompassing, you know, the, you, your living room turns into a Tron kind of grid system. Yeah. It, it's just not the way it works. The technology just isn't there. I can, I can see a lot of different genres and stuff that it would work in. Um, so if it actually goes anywhere, uh, I'd, I'd like to see some sort of design shots. I'd like to see what people are thinking, you know, sort of um, studios and development teams and things. If they say, actually, we could apply it to this, and it, would, it wouldn't be a game-changer, you know, it wouldn't be a whole mechanic... It would just be a, a great addition to give you sort of a, a more interactive experience. Yeah. yeah. If, it's, if it's just accepted as that and then, you know, um, a need for it builds up and people are saying, why don't you do more with this? That's when you should step in and say, we've, we've made a whole game where this is the key. Yeah. It, it could, I mean, it could work. But, I mean, the important thing to remember here, this is just a patent. They might do nothing with it. Yeah, exactly. I might never see it. Yeah. So, anyway, moving on. Um, I'm buying some more DLC, Dan. Uh, Fallout DLC, by any chance? No. Oh. Possibly even better than that. Metal Gear DLC. No. I'm just going to tell you because we can be a while. Okay, go on. <laughs> Rocket League is getting more licensed DLC. Oh, is that the Batman deal? It is the Batmobile. Yeah, which means that now every single person on Rocket League will have the Batmobile they're driving about in. I don't care. I do. It's £1.49, Dan. True, but how much did you fucking um and ah about getting the DeLorean in the first place? That was a DeLorean. This is hey. the Batmobile. I'll, I'll pay £10 for this Batmobile. <laughs> <laughs> I'll yeah. wait, I'll wait. Of course you if will. If you're listening, yeah. Alex, I'm not going to pay £10. <laughs> <laughs> um, developer Sidex has announced a version of the Batmobile seen in March's Batman v Superman Dawn of Justice is coming to the Soccer with Cars game on March 8th. I refuse to say soccer, it's football. Yep. Um, in addition to the Batmobile itself, the $2 slash £1.49 DLC comes with three antenna flags for Batman, Superman and Wonder Woman. DLC will launch simultaneously in March across PlayStation 4, Xbox One and PC. The Batmobile, however, is not Rocket League's first licensed car as it follows the DeLorean from Back to the Future. Cyanix has also said it's working with Universal Pictures for... Drumroll, Dan. Ghostbusters car. No. Knight um... Rider. Ooh, not a bad one. Yes. Not a bad one at all. Um, other famous fictional cars that are currently available in Rocket League include the Warthog from Halo and the Armadillo from Gears of War. Dawn of Justice comes to theatres March 25th. And I have bought my tickets today. Well, good for you. Sorry, I just wanted to sneak that. <laughs> no, that's that's fine, that's fine. I, I think there's... Because I, I mean, because Rocket League is such a brilliant game, um, basically any famous car... You whack it in there, people will buy it. Like, I mean, I just said the Ghostbusters car. I can't think of a better car that I'd want to play as. Batman it's brilliant. No, it's just unless it fires missiles and stuff. I can't. I, I'm not oh, really that bothered. Have you, did you watch the trailer for it? Uh, no, I didn't. I saw the um, the designs for it though. I don't know. It, it's literally exactly the same as the one from the, the, the Batman vs Superman film. Yeah, the it's in down. Arkham Knight. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, similar to that. Um... I don't know if it's they did it just for the trailer, but you know when you score a goal and you get the explosion? Mm. It had a bat symbol in fire. <laughs> now, if that's actually in the game, that would be amazing. Well, it's like um, whenever you get blown up when you're in the DeLorean, it says, out of time. Yeah, yeah. It, it's just like, because there's, there's just little touches that you could do. So, I mean, if, if there was a... Um, I mean, I want them to sort of 
do more of these kind of you know tie-ins with other sort of famous vehicles and stuff. Yeah. But as long as they've all got something that they do, which is unique to the sort of vehicle itself or the franchise it comes from, I'm well important. You know, like the A-Team van or something like that. Yeah, pretty cool. You know, the, machine. Exactly. <laughs> the, the, the list is just endless. It, it's brilliant. So, I mean, I, I want them to do that. And if, if they offered, like, a Batman pack and it was just, like, all the good Batman cars... Then, yeah, like the animated series. I mean, offer it for a fiver or like eight eight quid or something like that, and give them like the nineteen sixties Batmobile, the nineteen eighty nine Batmobile, um, the big tank thing from Dark Knight Returns. Give them the new uh, Batmobile, the Tumbler. Give them all of them eight quid, and then at least if everyone's driving around in the Batmobile, they won't necessarily be the same fucking one. And a Gotham City map. Well, have you tried the Rocket Lab maps? No. They are really cool. Mm. Absolutely. Yeah, I absolutely love them. I mean, I don't like the fact that it's three on three, but if we do some one on one, maybe, if we can choose the map and go on some of the Rocket Labs maps, they're fucking mint. I love them. I'll give them a go. Um, but yeah, so that's out on March the 8th, Dan, and I shall be buying that. Yeah, I, I could very well join you. Because I very much like my DeLorean, but I very much like my Batmobile more. <laughs> anyway. Um, Ubisoft's upcoming third-person shooter, The Division, will not offer microtransactions. Oh, what a terrible Ooh. shame. That's according to community manager Natachi Staffers, who sounded off on the subject recently on Twitter. People who played The Division beta may have noticed the existence of Phoenix credits, but it sounds like these will not be available to buy with real money, instead earned through gameplay exclusively. He went on to say that Ubisoft will provide further details on the Phoenix card credit system at a later date. Ubisoft originally floated the idea of microtransactions for The Division back in summer 2014. At the time, Ubisoft Massive Managing Director David Palafet, that a ridiculous name, um, said the studio was definitely looking at allowing players to be able to pay to speed up their progress. Some things require time in the game and some people don't want to invest time, they want the shortcut. So we're looking at those types of trades, he said. That's not happening now. So that's good. good. Yeah, um, absolutely. I think you can win over a lot of people by just saying we hate microtransactions. We're not going to. We're not going to do that the same as all the other people do. The, well, depending on how you look at it, there is um, stuff you can buy, but they don't actually do anything in game. It's, um, it's literally clothing. That I was going to say, like no Elite benefits. Dangerous and stuff, has just got like skins and things that you can buy. Yeah. That's fine because then people have got the choice, and it won't affect the actual. Uh, sort of in-game experience. Yeah, you get because you won't have boost or perks. Or it, exactly, you won't have somebody who spent eighty quid on it on the first day, and is already running around with you know a super fucking powerful sniper rifle, and just everyone gets blown away, and it's just like this is so not fair. Yeah, yeah. so that's good news. Um, in other news regarding the division, the game's open beta recently ended uh, last week. I want to say uh, it feels so long ago. Yeah, I, I want to say it was a little before that, but I think you might be right. Yeah. Um, it attracted 6.4 million players across PC, PS4, 21st it was, Xbox 21st. One. Yeah, last week then. Yeah. Um, so that's a pretty good record for a brand new IP on a new well, generation console as well. It also worked. It worked fantastically. It connected. There weren't any bullshit problems. Like, I, I don't know, because I wasn't around for it the, the second it was released... But by the time I got home, it was up and running. I could join another person's group. It, there was instant switching. None of it, none of it, fucked up. I didn't fall through a floor. No. I mean, I think you know it's the, the, the sort of the beta test has 
trans- uh, it's, it's, it has sort of evolved and changed to the point where it's not anymore a kind of a, a way of working out all the sort of bugs. It, it's obviously a, a, a good way of judging service dresses and stuff. Yeah. But it's also it's opening up a, it's a free demo to people. I I like that the last few beaters, especially the ones we've participated in, have worked yeah. very well. Yeah, Rainbow Six, Star Wars, Division, they've all the crew, they've worked perfectly. Yeah, the crew the crews I don't see what people had a problem with the crew. It was for an racing game I found it quite enjoyable. Yeah, I I'd, I'd probably pick it up at one point or another. I was gonna say I didn't enjoy it enough to buy it straight away, but <laughs> no, well, I'm not in the future. I'm not a racing car fan, you know. Oh. But it was the sort of the, the detail you go into it. Um, that I, I quite enjoyed it yeah, to the point where I think I'd probably get this. Yeah. Um, so I mean, it's 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 turned into more than just a testing platform for people just to break the game as quickly as possible. For example, I'll say Battlefield 4 beta, which was just endless amounts of problems. Um, luckily, that didn't transcend into the full release. <laughs> well, that's it though. It's just sort of like you know, it's understandable if the beta doesn't work. Because yeah. as long as the full release does, it's fine. Exactly, it's, it's something you can take on board and just say, "Well, it's a beta." But when it doesn't work yeah. in the full release, like Battlefront Four, then it's like, "What the fuck was you doing with the, the shit you got from the beta?" Yeah, I think people are just assuming they're demos. Yeah, on. yeah. Well, to be fair, that's how a lot of them are perceived by a lot of people. Is well, what's the beta? It's, it's like a demo. Yeah, you can have a go on it, see if you like it. Yeah. Rather than sort of say, well, it's it's them testing to make sure that their servers don't explode the second they release the game. Well, speaking of beaters, Dan, I'm very much looking forward to the weekend. Uncharted Um, 4, multiplayer ah, beta. Okay. So I should be playing that. I remember playing the Uncharted 3 one. I do. A couple of years ago. And it was, I was really good at it. That's all I'm going to (laughs) say. Back in the day of Tech Beaver. Yeah, absolutely. Um, I... I remember getting a thingy from Subway to get early access to the beta for Uncharted 3. <laughs> you bought a sandwich to get early access? Yeah. <laughs> Jesus. Um, well, no. Um, so, it was actually leaked um, yesterday by accident um, that the uh, beta would be launched another weekend. And then it was officially announced today. Yeah. So, I shall be downloading that the second I can. And I'll be playing that and I'll let you know how good it is. Yeah, because I really so, like Uncharted multiplayer. Yeah, it was pretty good. I mean, yeah. it's, it's nothing new. No, it's, it's just amazing. it's just a yeah, it's just a good multiplayer. Yeah, but at least I can say I've played Uncharted Four, kind of. Yeah. <laughs> um, that's it for the news, though, Dan. Um, we've kind of already gone into it already, but we recently played The Division. Yeah. And we very much enjoyed it. Absolutely. Um, myself, Dan, and Rick. Um, formed a ridiculously amazing team. We did. We did actually do pretty well in the dark zone. Con- I'll give us that. Considering, right, how shit I am at stuff. I didn't actually. I don't. I don't feel anyway that I dragged us down to the to the levels we usually get dragged to. <laughs> no, I mean the only reason that we, well, I was certainly by comparison anyway was doing better than you mm. is because um, I was a way higher level than you yeah. but when the beta closed I think I put about 12 and a half hours into it well I and managed to for get a beta, to I've never done that I got to level 7 by the end of it yeah which I was pretty happy with um, and I was me and Rick were the same level <laughs> yeah let's get that <laughs> um, 
But it was a case of if I was playing that on my own, I don't think I'd have enjoyed it as. I think it's just it's just still a very good game, and you could perfectly enjoy it on your own. But yeah. we literally, I mean, we were all, we were chatting on Skype, and and we literally just became like a, I don't want to get all gay and shit. But no, no, but a unit. Yeah, absolutely. You know, you sort of when you've it. it it's the thing that makes these kind of games better, though. It's like Rainbow Six Siege, though. It's when you actually start playing the game how it's supposed to be. Yeah. You know, if everyone's Rambo, then it's it's bullshit. But if if you think tactically, if you say right, if you if you use this perk and I'll use this perk, then we can you know help each other. And then you know we, if you go in first and then I'll go in afterwards and I'll go to the left and you go to the right and then if there's any in the middle, we'll catch them both. Yeah. So when you start thinking through like that, because you've thought through like that, and it works, you just like yeah. That, We've actually yeah. accomplished something. That's that was sort of really good. Our way through. Exactly. It's when you sort of, you know, you get off a lucky grenade or something like that, and you're just like, that yeah. fucking saved my ass, that did. Um, but yeah, I mean, I, I, I really enjoyed it. And I mean, I've said this before on, on quite a few podcasts um, in the fact that I don't really have a sort of a good history with, with Tom Clancy games on, on, on the sort of, on a, a whole. Mm. In, in, in the sort of third person rather than, you know, Rainbow Six Siege. I like Siege. I, again, I'm still not in a position really to buy it because I'm not too bothered about it. But this, um, this genuinely surprised me. Yeah. Um, I think it's going to have, I don't think it's going to be all story. It's going to be just sort of, it, it's a very good sort of mixture of an MMO with an RPG. Um, and it seems to have got the right elements of both. So, I mean, you are sort of, you know, you shoot someone in the head, it doesn't kill them straight away. That annoys me. Yeah. But if you're playing an MMO, that's rarely the case. So, that's fine. You, it's just sort of part and parcel of what the MMO does. I so, think I think if it's AI, they should die on a headshot, providing they haven't got armour on. I, I think it should be if they're equal level or lower. Yeah. If you if you pull up a headshot, but the thing is though, the stronger weapon you get, the more damage it does. So when you do come across those le- lower level people, I mean, like I was only a couple of levels higher than the AI that we were going up against, and because I was sniping, and you know, as soon as I bought one in the head, they were down straight away. It's just when you're facing someone who's a lot higher level than you, yeah, then that's when you start to sort of come up against problems. But you know, the, the, there's, there's so many sort of gadgets, and there's going to be so many more, you know, with the, the abilities and the the perks and stuff like that. Yeah, you there's can, only three available for the beta, aren't they? So it, yeah, exactly. Yeah, so the, the, there's a lot of range to, to make it. You know, very you can make a very individual playstyle. Yeah, that would also complement being in a group with others. Yeah. So I mean, there's an auto matching system in there as well. If you want to just play with random people, just to allocate you a, a, a team and off you go. Um, which again, it's going to be sort of like it's when you're playing an MMO and then you just see something pop up in the chat, just saying, "I need to do this mission. I need anyone who's level 40 if they're up for it." Yeah. And then people will just go along and then they all join in and go for the XP and stuff. Um, but the, the, I think that the story itself is going to be pretty good. I don't think it's going to carry it, but I think it's going to be pretty good. It'll be. Um, it'll be interesting to <coughs> at least. Tom Clancy yeah. games are usually very interesting story-wise. Hmm. Um, I, mean, I, I, I think the. Sorry, go no, on. God, I was just going to say, I mean, I, I really like Tom Clancy games. I mean, I, I really like Splinter Cell. Not so much the last few inst- installments of it, but they're still being good games. Um, but I'm the opposite. I I like Rainbow Six, but I prefer Splinter Cell. Yeah, see, I, I really don't like Splinter Cell. I like it a lot. Uh, not It's no Metal Gear beer, but hmm. the early ones, like Chaos Theory and like Pandora and stuff, I really fucking enjoyed them. I thought they were really good games. And at the time, 
I'd probably say better than Metal Gear. Only because no. only because they were newer. Oh, Metal Gear Four, you mean? Yeah, well, no, Metal Gear Four came out after like Chaos Theory, and that was on like the original Xbox and stuff. Pandora Tomorrow was 360, I'm sure. No, that was um, Conviction. Oh, uh, uh, Double Agent. Double Agent was on. That was on everything. That was because I had that on the fucking GameCube. <laughs> really? Yeah. Shit. Well, that's the thing. There's so many of them. I'm sort of. I'm getting them all confused. But either way, I don't like them. <laughs> any of them. <laughs> Not even Conviction. No, none of them. I liked Conviction. It wasn't a Splinter Cell game. It was too action orientated. But in the same vein as it, Hitman Absolution was a good game. It just wasn't a very good Hitman game. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, so Division was good. Yeah, um, I think the 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 key for me, the sort of the seller, is definitely the Dark Zone. Yeah, that was a lot of fun. That I mean, especially when you're working with people, and then it, it's it's kind of like a Daisy kind of intenseness yeah. where. You know, you've called for an extraction, and then there's 15 people there, and you're just like, are any of them going to try anything? They could just like, because remember when, remember when we were, um, I honestly, I wish we'd recorded some of it, but it's just that because <laughs> Mining Cal's PC won't run it on any yeah. higher setting than the black <laughs> at the moment, new graphics card needed, hashtag kick thunder. Um, I, I, like I didn't feel crap, comfortable recording it, it just looked like a pile of crap. But yeah. the thing is though, I... It, no, yeah. compared to what it should look like, to ha- compared to how Rick would have been seeing it, it looked like turd. But I, I could see that it would have been great if it was running on full settings. Um, but y- y- you know, you sort of we, we were um, uh, we- we'd wait for an extraction, and there was about eight people. He'd sort of run in to throw their uh, looted items onto the, the rope. And then some guy just managed to get a grenade in the middle of everyone and just blew everyone away. And then this rogue team just wiped everyone out. And there was probably only two or three of them. And they came in, stole everything, extracted it, and just fucking dusted it. They were gone. Because everyone who respawned went running straight back, just like, where the fuck are these guys? Well, on a they just literally scale, stole everything we got. We had that it. team um, of twattles. As I shall call them, who Hans Gruber? Ooh, yeah, what was his name? <laughs> uh, it was Hans, Hans something. something. Yeah, yeah. It yeah. or something. Um, it was Hans. Yeah, because I think Rick started um, calling him Hans Gruber. Any of you been following the division um, in social media, um, or even played the beta yourself? You'll have come across people who basically trick you into becoming rogue agents by shooting you like once. And you're like, what the fuck? And you turn around and kill them, and you become a rogue agent. But because they're working as a team, the rest of them will then take you out, and you, they get your stuff. And they did it to us two or three times, and we couldn't figure out why they wasn't becoming rogues. And then it dawned on us, because they wasn't killing us. And as, literally as soon as we figured it out, we hunted them down like fucks. <laughs> yeah, we absolutely fucking <laughs> annihilated them. Once we... Because they... they I don't know if they just realised it was as soon as they turned rogue wasn't it because they had like there's like a cooldown from when you become a rogue agent just on the off chance that you you do it by mistake which I did I became a rogue for about um, 15 seconds or something because some guy walked in front of me when I was shooting now I, I stopped firing but a, a couple of bullets hit him and that was enough to turn him rogue and I just hightailed it out of there because I was just like that was an accident I didn't mean to do that but these guys had 
they, they must have just done it too often, I guess. But either way, they were nominated as rogues. And because they're rogues then, you can see them straight away. So we just followed them. And there was only like two of them left by this point, I think. They were still a fairly high level. They were all like level eight, I think, by this point. And me, you and Rick, we got them stuck down a, that main road, you know, where there was that barricade at the end. And they were both over the end of this barricade. And we just threw everything at them. There was turrets everywhere. There was We pulsed them so we knew exactly where they were. Um, just throwing grenades and tear gas. And then eventually I just popped over the barrier at the end. And was just like, Aah! And just filled it and we just once we'd killed them both then we we just stood over them just firing into them just like you motherfuckers don't you ever do this shit to anyone again <laughs> it worked like, I mean they never bothered us again no no they didn't come back after that I mean they might have just sort of gone okay we've, we've got quite a lot out of it let's yeah. just calm down a bit now but you know there's negative bonuses uh, sorry uh, there's um, there's sort of negative consequences to you if you become a rogue yeah. willingly but the, the sort of the biggest one being that you get highlighted to all the non-rogue agents and they all come for you because there's a massive uh, bonus in XP I think it is if they kill you when you're a rogue you get a, a, like, a, a, a like a bounty thing so how much of a rogue you are dictates the bounty so the, the more people you go around killing the more attractive of, as a, of a target you become to everyone else who isn't rogue and um, something I saw the other day which I think you can back me up on this um, is uh, regarding a possible Battlefield 5 sneaky hints kind of thing. Um, possibly Battlefield 5 will actually be set in World War 1. Which, if you remember, quite a few podcasts ago, I said that if Battlefield wants to kind of keep its edge, in, in the same way that sort of Call of Duty and um, Medal of Honor had the sort of World War 2 shooting genres down before they progressed to modern warfare, which was interesting, it was new, it was brilliant, people loved it, it had a great story. Um, and then it just carried down that same route and it just got ridiculous. Um, and I said that if they went to do a different period of time, don't keep doing the future. People don't care about that. Go back and do, you know, the Civil War, the American Civil War, something like that, World War One. And I thought that that would be a good idea. If that is, in fact, what they've done, brilliant. I'm pretty sure it was my idea. <laughs> no, of course it wasn't. You were nothing of Battlefield. Fuck off. <laughs> But no, I, I saw to, it was yesterday or today, I can't remember now. Um, I didn't actually read the article, but... I don't know how much truth is in, in World War One. Yeah, I, I kind of glanced across it, but I was just, I, I saw it and I was just like, if that's the case, I'm totally right about that. And that's a really good Also, move. sorry, um, I just remembered. Speaking of that very same podcast, my prediction for Red Dead Redemption 2, um, it isn't actually official yet, as I wrongly said on the last or the one before podcast. Wow, a retraction. A retraction indeed. Wow. However, take two, obviously people who made um, alongside Rockstar Red Dead Redemption, they are going to be at E3. So they might be giving something. So, well, I don't think they're just turning up for the free food. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm still holding out for Red Dead 2. Okay, well. I, I, I retract my, my wrongly um, poor journalism skills in getting the information Sorry, you, but it did say you think anything we do is journalism are you crazy <laughs> <laughs> speaking of Dan what the fuck's coming up on the channel whatever we usually promise and never yeah but I'll tell you what Dan tomorrow we're going to do golden eye sauce okay 2016 year of do year of do and then possibly the day after that some boardlands 
Okay, I'm down for that. And then, the day after that, I knew, can you believe it? Oh, I don't know, this sounded like a lot of work already. Hey, do you ever do, Dan? <laughs> well, I know... Don't, I... don't, don't be the, the Dan don't. Be the Dan do. <laughs> be the Dan do, be the Dan do. <laughs> <laughs> if you can't do it, you can do it too. <laughs> so, that is what's coming up on the channel. Okay. As well as this podcast that you are listening to with your ears. Um, if you want to see stuff with your eyes, you can go to the website, which is www.podcastvsplayer.co.uk or .com doesn't matter it takes you to the same place yeah we are domain kings hmm. uh, <laughs> um, you can also look with your eyes and use your hands and your whatever else you want to use to tweet us at podcastvplayer or if you want to do more stuff with your eyes you can go on Instagram and find us on there which is Dan you haven't said this one yet Um www. No, it's not. It's <laughs> <laughs> literally go on on, uh, on Instagram, type podcast versus player, and you shall find us. Oh, well, there and you, you can see all our very merry pictures. <laughs> oh, they're hilarious. Yes, links to all are on the website though. So start yeah, there and then there. work outwards. Um, you can also find our YouTube channel, which is www.podcastversusplayer.com forward slash YouTube. Apparently, what? Um, <laughs> it's not. <laughs> Help me out of this hole, Dan. <laughs> um, it's youtube.com forward slash podcast vs player vs player. Oh, thanks. Oh, well I done. I, gonna dr- I thought I was going to drown. <laughs> <laughs> because it's been a while, Dan, the last thing Ooh. you put in your mouth. Um, pasta. Excellent. Bye. See ya. <laughs>